Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 334. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Have passion, feel desire, live bold. How to Fire Nation. Did you know that eVoice can forward business calls to your home, mobile, or any other number you choose, regardless of where you are? Go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE for your 30-day free trial. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. All in one. We've heard it many times, Fire Nation, but this time it's true. Squarespace offers an all-in-one platform so you can create a beautiful website just like that. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code IGNITE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, John Ashworth. John, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. John was given a choice as an eight-year-old to either go to Sunday school or caddy for his father. Golf became his passion and religion. After college, he had a few dead-end jobs and then went to caddy for a friend on the PGA Tour. While on the PGA Tour, he met an entrepreneur and together they decided to start a golf lifestyle clothing brand. They named the brand Ashworth and went from zero to 90 million in sales in 10 years. John, I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you and then give us an overview of your business. I'm from Southern California. I grew up in a very modest household. My father was a school teacher. My mother was a nurse, four four sisters and a brother. I was number five, so I was kind of like lost in the shuffle (laughs) a bit, (laughs) but got away with murder. No, not really. But um, (laughs) anyway, so... uh, you know, was really at an early age was really became a little golf junkie. Played you know high school golf, junior golf. Got a scholarship to Arizona uh, on a golf scholarship. So and uh, I was a fairly decent student, but you know wasn't that motivated and didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I I sort of followed a general ed path, and uh, at the end of the day, I got a degree in of all things agronomy, which was turf grass management, because <laughs> I thought at some point in time, I'm going to, you know, either I, I sort of was interested in getting into golf course design. I knew I wasn't quite good enough to do the whole professional tour uh, thing. So, um, but I wanted to be around golf. Um, so after school, I, uh, I kind of was trying to find my way. I, I, I tried to go the path of being in golf course design, but I couldn't land a job. And uh, I did, you know, I sold insurance and I did a couple of weird things and was an assistant golf pro, but I didn't like that much. So I, uh, my friend, Mark Wiebe, who actually just won the senior British Open. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's been a tour golfer his whole life. Anyway, he... Uh, he and I grew up playing golf together, and he said, hey, why don't you come caddy for me? I need to get my tour card. This is when we were like early 20s. And I said, sure, that sounds great. It's like kind of dodging life a little bit at that point in time. So we went off, went through tour school together, and, and sure enough, he got his PGA tour card, which was a, you know, a phenomenal accomplishment. He said, listen, if, if I get it, you want to come caddy for me for a year? And I said, sure. So we went out on the tour, and... Um, and he had a sponsor at the time. His name was Jerry Montiel from Denver, Colorado. But actually, Jerry both 
Jerry grew up in Escondido, California, as well as, as Mark, Mark and I did, uh, but he was about 10 years older than us. So uh, anyway, that first year, I got to know Jerry a little bit, just socially and, you know, caddied for Mark and traveled around the country. And, you know, it was like being with a circus. It was just a bunch of fun. And the only the only downside was that, uh, you know, as a caddy, you get you get X amount a week. I got 250 bucks a week. Uh, plus I got, uh, 5% of whatever he won, which sounds pretty good. But if you consider his rookie year, he made $19,000, 5% of 19 grand is not going to go a long way. So needless to say, it was a bit of a struggle. I lived in, I, you know, stayed in my car half the time and, but it was still, you know, I was 20, 22 years old. I didn't really, you know, it was, it was great. It was great fun and uh, a good experience. And, uh, but the most important part of it, I didn't want to be a tour caddy my whole life. So I was, I thought, well, I, I, I got to figure something out here. I got to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And, uh, and the interesting thing is Jerry, his sponsor, uh, was a very entrepreneurial minded guy. And he had, he had had a successful business, which he just sold. And he was looking to do something else as his next phase of business. And he, uh, anyway, he asked me to come work for him as a, a buyer and a merchandiser and a manager of a sporting goods store he was just launching in Denver, Colorado. So I said, sure, that sounds a great, a great opportunity. I packed up all my stuff, drove out to Denver, and uh, it was just me and him and, and his partner. And, uh, you know, bought all the merchandise, merchandised it, hired people, figured out schedules, all that stuff. So it was a lot, you know, it was very dynamic and we had a great time doing that. Unfortunately, the economy in Denver at the time, it's like 1984, was really in the tank and uh, he had these big stores and filled them up with merchandise and, you know, it was just plodding along and it wasn't really, you know, it was, uh, it was probably a little too high end at the time. So he and his partner decided that they were going to close the stores, which was, you know, it was kind of sad and put all this work into it. And sure enough, it didn't work out. And um, he asked me, I guess he thought I had a little bit of energy. And he said, hey, listen, if you stay on and help me close these things, I will, uh, let's, we'll figure out another business venture. And I thought, God, that sounds good. So what about the process of actually closing down these stores, which was a really you know, bittersweet experience. It was a bad experience, really. It was terrible. It was awful trying to figure that one out. But, but in in a, in hindsight, it was a great experience because you go through that failure, and uh, you know you learn a lot from that. So uh, went through that process and um, came out the other end. And as we were trying to put our heads together on what to do, you know, it was obvious. I, you know, I could see the niche of. Uh, of the golf clothing thing, very obvious. I mean, I had uh, been around it my whole life. I was really sick and tired of what golf clothing was offering at the time. It was just, it was just kind of gross polyester, hundred percent polyester clothing that was loud and obnoxious. And, and I, you know, I just kept saying, God, if somebody could come up with a better, you know, design and, you know, more wearable clothes off the course as well as on the course. I mean, you don't want to just have a golf uniform and then take it off and go someplace. You kind of want to blend in. I presented this to Jerry and, and, you know, we talked about it a bunch. And, and so one day we just said, you know what, let's just go for it. We don't know anything about the clothing business, but it's a great idea. We got the energy. We'll figure out, we'll try to raise some money and boom, off we went. 
The Birth of Ashworth. And John, I'm going to press the pause button right here because I want to move into the success quote next. And we're going to dive way into Ashworth and the whole creation of that later on in the interview. But before we do, let's hear your success quote. What really motivates you? What do you consider a mantra of yours? Take it away. Yeah, that mantra for us was, it's only work if you'd rather be doing something else. We'd say that all the time. It's only work if you'd rather be doing something else. And that is so true. And the the entrepreneurs who are following their passions, who are actually living that authentic lifestyle that's resonating with them and with a passionate audience is so true for them on so many levels. And John, let's just keep moving forward here because you're doing a really great job of sharing with us your journey because that is what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about, John. It's about the entrepreneur's journey. This is you in your stage to share with us some challenges and some obstacles that you faced along with the successes. So let's start there. Let's start with a failure that you really had at some point during your entrepreneurial journey. And what did you learn from that, John? Well, starting off, you know, you got an idea and then you got to figure out how to execute it. So, you know, I didn't know anything about the garment industry. And so I, I actually packed up my car and moved to LA. I thought it was either LA or New York. I figured, I figured it was tough to do this in Denver. Uh, and then Jerry was more on the finance and, you know, side and he stayed in Denver. I moved out to LA. And, so you get to LA, John, like take yeah. us there with you. What happens? <laughs> well, I got a little apartment. I was making, you know, living on fumes, but, uh, we raised a little bit of money, uh, about 150 grand through friends and family. And, um, so I got a little apartment and I, I just, I knew one girl that was a designer, in LA, she was more of a dress designer. So I, she was a friend of a friend's, actually the girlfriend of a friend. So I actually hired her and, uh, and I hired another little girl that had worked for guest jeans as a production person. And, uh, and we kind of just got together, put our heads together. I told them what I was looking for and what I wanted to come up with. And we started sketching ideas and went and looked at fabrics in the local, you know, there was a, there's a, Luckily in LA, there's a, there's a mart where a lot of fabric vendors went and, you know, it was just every day it was like getting up and just trying to figure it out, you know, connect the dots, I guess, if you will. I kind of knew the, what on the sales side of things and, and, you know, when the shows were and when people wanted to get merchandise delivered, but it was basically putting together uh, the merchandise, which was tricky, you know, getting the fabrics in, finding the cut and sew places. It was just kind of the school of hard knocks, really. I mean, it was basically roll up the sleeves and dig in. And, and John, what was your first major mistake, your first really big screw up? Yeah, there was a couple of times, honestly, where I didn't think we'd make it. I mean, like I was thought, oh, shit, what am I going to do next? You know, but but I mean, I can't really pinpoint an exact example. It doesn't have to be back then. It can be any time throughout your journey. There was one point in, in LA, I, we'd moved down to Oceanside and I, you know, I was still, I was still driving a van back and forth with clothing and put, you know, so I remember one time I went up to LA and I had to, I had about 500 shirts in the back of this van and, <laughs> and, uh, I was at a supplier picking up some labels and, uh, I was parked San Pedro Boulevard 
I, st- I went inside for about five minutes. And I came out and my van had been broken into, glass all over the place, door open, and like more than half of the shirts were gone. This was like early on. So I thought, oh, shit, we're done. We're out of business. <laughs> my partner's going to be so pissed off at me. I don't need, you know. But, you know, we got through it. That was a tiny little blip on the screen. But it was just, you know, early on and, you know, you're, you're just about ready to puke. All this work goes into getting these beautiful garments made and, well, John, I love how you said that you at that moment in time thought that you were done. You were almost yeah. ready to throw in the towel. But then looking back on it now, you refer to it as a little blip on the screen. And I think that's such valuable feedback for all the listeners right here is that, you know what, we're going to have these major fallbacks and these screw ups and these mistakes that we're making that are going to seem like such a big deal, like the world is riding on them. But if you can just stay the course, if you can stay consistent and get over these blips on the screen, that's exactly what they'll become in hindsight, just blips. It's daily. I mean, you got so many ups and downs. I mean, one day you're on top of the world, the next day you're ready to throw the towel in. I mean, it's... The life of an entrepreneur. That's the life of an entrepreneur. (laughs) I mean, it really is. So, John, let's move forward now because you've already shared with us a major aha moment that you had. That was that time when you looked at the golfing industry and saw they're wearing really uncomfortable clothes. They're loud. They're obnoxious. You wear them on the golf course, but then you can't go to a cafe or the mall afterwards wearing this stuff because you look like a fool. And I realize that there needs to be some better clothing that makes more sense for golfers and their attire. And at the same time, something that that blends in, that fits into society as we know it, that we can go and grab a meal after the golf course and not have to change uniform, so to speak. So that was a great aha moment that you had. But share with us another major shift in your company, in Ashworth, at some point throughout the journey where you just really did have this light bulb go off while you were rocking and rolling that just took Ashworth to the next level. What was that light bulb moment, John, and how did you turn it into success? I would have to say for us, it would, it would have been in the early nine, you know, a few years after we started and we did get a little traction. We needed to promote what we were doing, and we got a couple of fantastic you know, guys on the tour. Fred Couples, if anybody's a golfer would know, and John Cook and Ernie Els. And we had a stable of some really good, high-profile golfers that everyone could recognize and, and relate to. And, and then what, what we did, I think there was a real aha moment, as you say, would be to uh, figure out a delivery system with um, you know, an in-store shop in a shop to where we built the Ashworth look that that people could, if they bought into our whole lifestyle look and our apparel and everything, that they could transform a piece of their shop, their real estate, their store, and, and, you know, and really get behind what we're doing. We partner together. And, um, and that's what really took us to the next level. So kind of describe that a little more. So somebody does buy into the brands and they want to be part of this Ashworth lifestyle. What does that look like? It just had a look. It had a look and a feel of the color, the materials, the, you know, the signage, the, you know, every detail. You know, you got to be so focused on the details. It really spoke of who we are and what, and what we're about and just made it seamless, really put ourselves in their shoes and like, what well, you know, they're our customer and, you know, they're our partner. What can we do to make things easy and, and better for them? And still, you know, obviously the product's the key. And, uh, but if we can find a way to merchandise it to where it's, you know, it's, it stands out and it helps them. Uh, and that's what we did. We came up with a cool shop and a shop concept. And, and that's what really 
kind of took us to that higher level. So, John, if you could boil down for Fire Nation just one clear lesson that you learned from that aha moment that you had of, of understanding what took what you had to the next level, what would that be? With whatever you're putting out there, you really have to take into consideration the delivery system, how it's getting to that end user. That is what we really focused on to make sure that that was as tight as it could be. So, John, you shared with us the fact that you're no longer actually with Ashworth and you have moved on to, for lack of a better term, greener pastures in the golf world. So let's talk about your latest venture. Share with Fire Nation how that idea came to fruition and what you're doing with it right now. My newest venture is called Link Soul, L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L. You can check us out on linksoul.com. But basically, it's an evolution of you know, sort of what I've been doing my whole life. It is still a, it's a brand. It's a, uh, it's a lifestyle brand. I'm trying to bridge the gap between basically a golf lifestyle and more of a coastal, I guess, surf lifestyle being from Southern California and just, you know, kind of a casual Southern California vibe, but, but also dressy enough to be on the best country clubs in the world, but yet casual enough to be at any municipal in the world or at, you know, any coastal cafe or kind of really try to figure out where guys are going and try to make them, you know, try to give them an opportunity to, to feel good in the clothes that they're wearing. So I've been very lucky in the fact that I just, I, I love, I've really grown to love the, you know, the, the garment, the design and merchandising in, in the garment industry. Um, but mixing that with, you know, where people are going and what they're doing and what, what they're comfortable in and, uh, and developing a brand that speaks to that guy, you know, that, you know, guys have a hard time a lot of times putting together things that, you know, clothing that, that makes them comfortable. And, uh, you know, we're just a, we're a resource for that basically. And, um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing now. And it's great. I got a really super good group of people I'm working with. And, you know, we're like the David and Goliath. I mean, you know, the world's changed a bunch since, you know, the Ashworth days. I mean, it used to be a lot more mom and pop companies. If you can start out, it's tougher. I think for some reason, it feels a little bit more difficult today's world than it did way back then. But, um, but you know, you're going up against these behemoth companies, these multinational billion dollar companies like Nike and Adidas and Polo and but it's fun it's great i mean well they've all come in and realized the power of golf and the entire apparel atmosphere of that where back in 1984 that might not have actually been the case to that level and oh you're right one yeah. thing i will say john is that i am really excited to see where you take link soul with just your track record of ashworth and beyond so very exciting things there and to kind of give you a, a question out of the blue have you ever had an i've made it moment I guess a few of them. When you're in airports or a lot of places traveling and you see, you know, I see Ashworth on guys' shirts and stuff. It's hard not to when you see people actually wearing your clothes. Yeah. That's cool, you know. But one one time I was in, I was actually in Vietnam in this little airport in Vietnam and I was checking at the counter and this lady looked at my passport. She was, oh, John Ashworth, you're the golf guy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, that's crazy on the other side of the world, you know, and some, I don't even know, she she must golf, but. She must have bumped you to first class, too. Yeah, nah, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, that 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 always stuck in my mind. That was about five years ago. I thought that was interesting. Oh, I love it. I love hearing the I've made it moments because they're sometimes so random and and just the small little things. It's not always the huge things. Yeah. It's sometimes just the small things that make you say, wow, like this is what I've created from an idea. And now look, somebody in Vietnam, somebody walking through an airport is wearing and identifying my brand, myself. So really cool stuff, John. And definitely have enjoyed hearing your journey thus far. I'm really excited to see where you do take Link Soul. And John, we're going to take a second now to thank our sponsors. I have an exciting resource to share with you today, Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that allows you to easily build your own website just the way you want it. Squarespace has a killer design library and they are constantly updating their platform so you have the latest features at your fingertips. Squarespace just recently added an e-commerce to the list so you can set up shop and start selling your products quickly and easily. They've also added a user-friendly calendar feature so you can share your business's schedule right on your website. So whether you have an upcoming speaking event that you want to share with your audience or a new product or service launching soon, Squarespace's events collection calendar feature has you covered. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. And for a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code IGNITE. Fire Nation, summertime in the living's easy. Picture this, you're lounging poolside in the hot summer sun, screening calls, closing deals, and making money. Sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? But how? With eVoice, of course. eVoice is a reliable voice service with all the advanced features of an expensive phone system packaged up for one low monthly cost. eVoice supports a variety of popular mobile devices, including Androids, iPhones, and iPads, so you can use them anytime, anywhere. They even have an app for each device. Because of this, Evoid provides a simple and convenient way to access messages on the go. But don't want to forward calls to your mobile phone? That's okay. Evoid can even forward business calls to your home or any other number you choose. Talk about peace of mind. Go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE for a 30-day trial. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. And this is a perfect segue to my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, John, and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I didn't even know what the word meant. (laughs) So way back when. What is the best advice, John, you've ever received? The best advice I ever received was from actually from the guy that started Quicksilver. He's an Australian guy. It's not Bob McKnight, who's the U.S. guy, but it's the guy, the actual real, one of the first, the founders. And he said, if you never, never go, you never, never know. If you never, never go, you never, never know. Truer words, John, have never been spoken. Yeah, no, it's it's so simple, but I swear, it's especially to your you know listeners. I mean, that right. that's about as simple and as straightforward as it gets. Well, speaking about our listeners, John, what is one specific action that they can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? Well, if they haven't already done so, they really need to write down what it is they're doing. It doesn't have to be long, but it needs to be focused because I think until you actually write it down on a piece of paper, it's just floating around up there. So I'll do that. 
Do you have an internet resource, John, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I'm really, I'm still kind of an old school guy. I'm bare, you know, I do use, you know, Instagram and Instagram. We'll take that one. What do yeah. you use Instagram for? Just for, you know, kind of communicating. I don't really use Facebook, but I do use Instagram and uh, I'm kind of old school. I'll just call people up still. <laughs> Talking on the phone, baby, and Fire Nation. You can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash John Ashworth. John, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I would say Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Atlas Shrugged. That is a behemoth of an undertaking, Fire Nation. But if you do undertake that, you will not be sorry. And if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So John, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world. Identical to Earth, John but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Shopify. (laughs) Shopify, baby. Shopify is the way to go, man. You could do your whole business on that thing. Well, randomly enough, Shopify is a partner of Entrepreneur on Fire, John. And if you go to shopify.com slash fire, even in this new world, but in this current world as well, you'll get 20% off your Shopify store. That's cool. (laughs) I did not know that. That's good. So, John, I have really enjoyed hearing your journey with Ashworth and now into Link Soul. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, the best way to connect with me would be, you know, go to www.linksoul.com. And as far as a parting shot, I mean, I just think the world needs entrepreneurs because like the, probably the coolest thing about you know, the whole aha thing is when you turn around someday and you've got several, several people working for you, making a really nice living and enjoying what they're doing and getting gratification out of it, but they can, you know, buy a house, they can, you know, buy a car and feed their family and put their kids through college. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it's all about. I mean, we're all kind of in this together. It takes creative minds and people to, uh, carry the load. If you never, never go, you never, never know. Love the theme, John. And Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about in today's episode at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives, John Ashworth. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, my pleasure. Take care. A community where fellow podcasters can exchange reviews, ideas, and the latest tips and tactics. An ever-growing library of incredible video tutorials going over everything from editing to sponsorships to iTunes SEO. Private webinars where industry experts share their tips and tactics. Where is this wonderful place, you might ask? Podcastersparadise.com is the answer. Head on over there today to find out more. That's podcastersparadise.com. In Fire Nation, last reminder for the episode, go to evoice.com, enter the promo code FIRE. You will not regret it. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.